Welcome to Candid Catholic Convos, a program brought to you by the Catholic Diocese of Harrisburg. Our mission is to humanize the church and help you to grow in your faith, love, and understanding. I'm your host, Rachel Trochet, a cradle Catholic who's only human and struggled with faith on more than one occasion. Each week, you'll hear engaging, down-to-earth interviews and actionable strategies you can implement into your life with ease to help you grow closer to God. If you're ready to open your heart and step fully into the person God created you to be, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Candid Catholic Convos. And happy Super Bowl Sunday to all of my football fans listening. This is one of the biggest weekends on the calendar for sports fans, and it's easy to see why. Sports are, in so many ways, like a religion. Like religion, sports can convey important lessons about culture and values. From the times of ancient Greeks, athletes were sometimes accorded to the status of gods. And not much has changed since ancient times. Modern society has given godlike status to many athletes. We hold them up on pedestals, look to them for examples of character, and even base our product purchases around the ones they support. Sports stadiums are sometimes referred to as sacred spaces for those both playing and in the stands. And for years, as much as you could compare sports to organized religion, practicing your actual faith on the field, at least on a national level, was strongly discouraged. Those who took the time to thank God for their talents, like Kurt Warner, Jim Harbaugh, or Tim Tebow, or even acknowledge him with the sign of the cross after a great play, were usually met with groans, or individual reporters would often try to cut them off so that acknowledgement to Christ for their performance, whether they won or lost, would go unheard. That is, until a few weeks ago when 24-year-old football player DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field and suffered a cardiac arrest, requiring CPR and revival before being rushed off by an ambulance on live television. Both teams knelt in prayer and broadcasters prayed openly on the air. So it begs the question, are faith and athletics intrinsically linked? To unpack this, Eric Kindler, the athletic director for Trinity High School, and Jordan Hill, Trinity's head football coach and former NFL player in his own right, join me to talk about their journeys of faith and how it informs their leadership with the next generation of players. Eric and Jordan, thank you guys so much for joining me today. I'm, I'm really excited to have you on the program and kind of be talking about this. It's Super Bowl weekend. So I'm a little excited because my favorite team is playing, but um, I'm I'm really excited to talk to you guys about, you know, faith and athletics. And I'd love for you guys to tell me a little bit more about yourselves and how you got involved in athletics. How did it become part of your career? Yeah, well, Rachel, first question, who who's your favorite NFL team? Oh, the Eagles. The Eagles. All the way. What, did this start in like 2017 or something? No, this has been since I was like <laughs> you, you and everybody else? <laughs> I grew up Eagles and Phillies. They're, they're my home team no matter what. Gotcha. No, I, I hear you. Yeah, my, my name is Eric Kindler. I'm the athletic director and theology teacher over at Trinity High School, proud 2010 alum. I'm the youngest of five. I grew up in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Um, I said I'm an alum of Trinity, but also my five siblings were. My parents were, and 
In fact, I was just, you know, walking around the, the diocesan center here and I saw a photo of my grandfather who, who worked at Trinity as a coach and a dean and had my position in the 1960s. So, um, yeah, I mean, sports, for better or worse, have been a part of my experience. Uh, I'm a bit of a taller guy, so uh, I was a decent athlete and did a lot of different sports. And, and Jordan and I actually met years ago playing basketball in middle school. Um, and, and Jordan, he can tell you about his path. Uh, but, uh, you know, mine went down basketball and, and I played in, in high school and in college and, and got into coaching and sports administration from there. So. And before I even get going here, uh, he's being very humble. Eric was a very good basketball player. <laughs> nice, hype man, right here. Very nice. good basketball player. We, we, we grew up actually playing on one of the same AAU teams for a moment. Um, and then obviously grew up playing against each other. Um, so I'm Jordan Hill, um, head football coach and director of advancement over at Trinity. Um, I'm originally from Stilton. Um, if anybody kind of knows about that small town, you know, sports is kind of the thing that we breathe. Um, so getting into football, basketball, baseball, really anything that was available was kind of, you know, everyday exercise. Um, just like you need to breathe, you kind of had to play football, play basketball over there. That's awesome. So you guys have been very involved in sports pretty much your whole lives. So how has your faith impacted your athletic careers throughout the ages? I mean, I, I was a cradle Catholic growing up. Um, like I, I alluded to the fact that like Trinity is a part of who I am. Um, I mean, I kind of crack up working there now. In my second year, I get like flashbacks randomly of <laughs> me just like running around the long hallway corridors of, of T high. And uh, it kind of cracks me up when we have games and now I see little guys and gals running around. I'm like, all right, nice. You know, coaches, coaches, daughters are just like that. And, you know, it, it makes my heart warm. And uh, with that, you know, my faith was always a part of my, my life. However, I think like a lot of young kids didn't really know what it was like, didn't have a lot of personal ownership over it or, or deeper thought to it. Um, I, I really, credit uh any growth that i've had uh you know to my spiritual life and my life with christ you know to trinity and my family and their commitment to catholic education you know i i experienced a conversion experience at a kairos retreat and uh that that you know i wanted to go and study theology because of it so um it was a part of my life but you know i really kind of took ownership of it when i was like 18 and then at that time, I was trying to continue to play sports at a high level. And there was some, you know, I don't know, some con like discontinuity. I didn't understand how I could integrate faith experience and all the goodness I was feeling with this like really competitive cutthroat, uh, not fun at all world of uh, high level basketball that I was trying to pursue. So it's kind of my background. Uh, my faith really started through sport and I kind of said a little bit about, you know, the background of Stilton and, and how much sport means to the town. It was actually a situation where not at the time, um, but my to be wife was just one of my classmates. And it was a tragic incident that happened where her brother passed away. And at the time he was our starting quarterback, was a really good basketball player, was our, our best pitcher. And for me, it was the first time at a young age where I prayed on my own and wasn't forced or wasn't asked to. And, you know, literally asked God, hey, can you help out a friend? Can you help out Kristen, who was my wife, who was just a classmate at the time? Um, and, and kind of through that journey, that's where we became close um, because it was just a helping hand and, and, and 
then it became a part of my everyday life. And, you know, it, some things are habit. And that was the habit that happened. Um, it's crazy that we're doing this podcast, you know, at the date that we are. So my brother-in-law had gotten a car accident January 31st and passed away on the 7th of February, oh, wow. uh, which would have been yesterday's anniversary. And it was through that every single day where I just asked for help for Ryan, but also for strength for my classmate and Kristen. And then that thing gradually became what I did every single day when I woke up, when I went to sleep um, and, and literally just asking is there a way I can help every single night? And fast forward a year, a year, year and a half later, you know, she becomes my girlfriend, girlfriend to fiance and fiance to wife. Um, we've been together. What if you put all those years together now, 17 years. Wow. Um, so, you know, in a way that that was through athletics because I knew her brother through football. That's pretty powerful. I love yeah. how both of you have very different backgrounds but it it just it all comes like sports is kind of at the center of it and your faith is also like at the center of it like they kind of go hand in hand yeah without a doubt and and thanks for sharing that jordan because i like like i didn't know Kristen. Mm -hmm. uh i knew the hill family um i knew jordan his folks and like his cousins and his uncle and stuff but my older brother like knew ryan mm -hmm. um so when that you know when that did occur our community was aware of it too. And we had heavy hearts from it. And, and, you know, in fact, when we reconnected, I, I hadn't realized that, you know, yeah. you guys, you know, were, were Kristen was, you know, Ryan's brother or Ryan's sister. And I mean, it, it, Jordan, like bringing up that story, I feel like you just in that quick, you know, powerful story, remind everyone of why sports are so important. And I feel like we talk, we talk about yeah. this a lot, right? Like yeah. we're, we're kind of ambivalent towards it sometimes just because of, you know, he's seen it at the highest level. I've seen it at a high level where there's a lot of craziness in it. But I feel like that kind of story quickly reminds us of how powerful sport generally is. Yeah, you know? yeah it's a, it, it's it brings you back to what life's really all about because you can get carried away with it. Uh, you can get caught up within whatever your thoughts are yeah. within sport, with what's going on in a game, outside of the game. But there's always a moment that brings you back. And that's usually especially for me that's when it's like hey that's what it's really all about it could be a situation where it's it's that impactful as i was talking about or it could be a situation of a kid telling me thank you and you're like all right there you go that's all i needed to hear um which literally happened to me yesterday you know um a kid where you know it, it, he had been struggling and i've never had a a real interaction and he seeks me and literally tells me, thank you. I'm like, that's why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. That's like life sustaining. That's career sustaining. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? In like the darkest times. Yeah. You remember that stuff. Oh, and, it, don't right? leave you. it doesn't leave you. And yeah. I, you know, we're, we're just, we're basically still starting out at Trinity. Yeah. I mean, we hope to be there and really have that. So we're, you know, Jordan, yeah. like, the, what he's done in our football program in very short order is remarkable. I mean, when Jordan arrived and he's humble as well, when he arrived, you know, we, we struggled with numbers, right. You mm -hmm. know, and we were, he, he started at Trinity shortly before I did. And, you know, the stories, you know, of, you know, just trying to scrounge jerseys together and get guys. <laughs> and, and now we got, you know, the, the school is just so behind, not just our football program, but our athletics programs. And, and it's, 
the, the purpose is important. You know, why, 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 why? But having someone like Jordan at the helm of that, I mean, it's like, it's huge, Rachel, because, you know, he's a younger guy that's played. And I like to think that I can bring that to the table too, to remind them of like, yeah, we've, we've played at this high level that you want, but this is how you should go about doing it because we haven't really lost that priority, you know? So that's the major thing is just, you know, we can always, because Eric played basketball at a very high, at a high level. You know, I played it at, at, in football, made it to the NFL. Sometimes the kids ask, like, hey, why don't you talk about what I did? And I tell them, you know, what I did isn't for me to tell you, but it's more for me to show you. And this is how we act. And this is how I got here. Um, I tell them all the time. I usually am doing it when I'm, um, I'm upset or I'm yelling. I'm telling them, guys, I want nothing more from you guys than you guys to achieve higher than I did. So one day, one time in this whole area, people forget I ever played. I don't want to be known as, you know, an NFL player. I want to be known as somebody that impacted lives and changed them. I want you guys to be the top football guys. I want you guys to be the leaders, you know, when it's time for me to, to hang it up, whenever that is. Um, that's the most important. And that's that's the experience that I want to take from the levels that we played at. Like, hey, that's how you actually give back. Um, it's not bragging and telling you, hey, I've done this, done that, and made this play, and I know this person. You know, it's good for the elevator pitch, but other than that, it doesn't do much for you. I love that. I love the idea of just of bringing it back down from that from that loftiness of of this is who I know and what I've done and and bringing it back down to this is this is who I am as a person and this is how if if you want to make it beyond that level this is how you should be as a human. I think that's really powerful that you guys are kind of on this mission to to instill that in in Trinity in the in the athletes that are there today about how sports can travel further than just where you are right now. It can, it can lead you into like some bigger, some bigger things. You talked about praying for teammates and, and bringing how sports kind of brought you in to the faith this year, especially in football. I've, I've really seen prayer really come to the front and center, especially in professional sports. Whereas in years past, it was something that like you kept in the locker room or like that's something that you do privately. We don't do it on national television. And there used to be a lot of backlash for someone like Tim Tebow praying or anytime you saw somebody making a sign of the cross, it was like, Ugh, there he goes doing that thing again, you know. But, you know, a few weeks ago, entire teams were openly praying for DeMar Hamlin and sportscasters were praying live and on the air. And the entire football industry was asking for prayers for his recovery so as much as mainstream conventions want to kind of keep sports and prayer or faith in general separate from each other, in your opinion, how important is prayer and faith in team sports? Are they, in fact, linked? I would say they definitely are. I learned at a young age, it would have been around 18. Um, I had a coach by the name of Larry Johnson at Penn State. His whole He was the defensive line coach, and his whole being was through prayer and why he's doing what he's doing. And there was a rule for us, we weren't ever allowed to start or leave the field before we all prayed together. We prayed as a family. And whatever differences, whatever we agreed on, it was spoke before prayer, and then we ended with prayer. And we would do it on the field in Beaver Stadium, we would do it every day of practice. If we didn't have practice, we did it in our, our position meetings. It was both 
behind the door and out in the public for everybody to see. So it was something that we practiced and something that we made sure we showed everybody, hey, there may be a an opinion, but when something really matters, this is this is our belief. And I think that's what we really seen with with the DeMar situation, you know, where your real beliefs lie showed immediately. And there we weren't subject to somebody judging us. And if somebody did, we necessarily didn't care. And that's, you know, when we believe in something so strongly, we show it. And that's really what the world did, you know, through and sometimes it, it, it takes something dramatic for the good to come out. And I really think that's what happened. Uh, I mean, it happened live. It was a moment for even for me. My mom has never been a football fan. My wife works uh, per diem, night shift, RN nurse. So she's working. I'm coming home from work. My mom's watching my daughters. And she's just hanging with me. We rarely get a chance to be able to do that. And I had the game on. I'm a football coach. I'm watching the game, all that. And that happens. And I look at her, and she's tearing up. And I'm like, I know it's a crazy situation. But she looks at me. She's like, no, that could have been you. And I didn't, for me, you know, so to say when you're a football player, you, you have a a warrior mentality. So you don't think it's ever going to happen to you. And then when your mom says that could have been you, it's like you start thinking about everything. And again, in that moment, it was like, wow, this is, this is literally why we pray. This is literally why we do this. This is, it is for people. It's for us. It's for people. And my mom, like, she brought it all home to me. You know, it, it was like one of those moments where it's just like, hey, my goodness, this is, this is why we're doing this. It's important. It's important. So you saw that happen live. You were watching the, the incident happen, like, live. I did. Gotcha. I was, yeah. I'm, sometimes I'm, like, living under a rock, man. Was it a Monday Night Football yeah. game? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I had I, – yeah. It was either I, Monday or Thursday night. I, That's what I thought. I think I, it was yeah. Monday. Yeah. It was a Monday Night Football mm-hmm. game. All right. Bills Lots of and Bengals. Yep. In its first mm-hmm. quarter? Yep. Okay. Yep. So when that occurred, I mean, it's shocking. And, you know, I want to address your question on prayer. But, Jordan, like, when you saw that, did you ever, like, think, I mean, is this worth it? Like, you know what I mean? The, how, However – positive this is in your life in the lives of say your teammates like you know with that level of destruction in the human body you know despite all these great values and virtues we derive from it it's mm-hmm. like all right like is this something that i should be doing oh absolutely you know absolutely that's one like through any injury i look at it and i'm like all right was that worth it do <laughs> yeah. i do i really have to do this right you know where i'm in that situation <laughs> no. Was I a little nuts to do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I go back to is like, hey, to be successful and do it at the highest rate, you do have to be a little crazy. We are, um, you know, we got a little screw. Yeah, we got yeah, some screws. Yeah. There. Uh, sometimes we joke around like yeah. our folks don't get that, man. No, <laughs> no. That's what <laughs> our I tell kids them. don't get that. Like, <laughs> I was like, I, I, I tell some of my guys, I'm like, hey, guys, I'm the greatest actor. I could be in Hollywood because <laughs> what you see in me is – that's the show. There's a screw up there. <laughs> it wasn't always tight. Yeah. All, I, I say that. That's it's kind. Like, yeah. That's a kind way. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't always tightened. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely look at it sometimes. I'm like, man, did, 
do we have to go through that? Did we have to? And same thing. It's like, hey, if you want to get somewhere and you want to get there, and, the, and, and that being for me, the NFL, you know, I did have to be a little crazy. I did have to do things that were uncomfortable, uncommon. Um, and those things, they fall under that. They're uncommon. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Because And I asked that question because it is related to prayer, I think, because – like whether you're talking about major bodily injury um, that happened to DeMar Hamlin or, or you playing mm-hmm. or, you know, I, I think you have questions about like mental health. You know, there is immense human suffering that does happen in organized sports mm-hmm. and it happens at a really young age. And that that suffering that happens at a very young age is like it's traumatic for young people and it's an indelible mark that they hold with them. And. There are situations that I experienced while at high school that, you know, I I have nightmares about. And when I stopped, so I played college basketball for one year, got the scholarship, thought my life was good because that's what I wanted to do. I actually, I didn't have an interest in playing in the NBA. I probably wasn't good enough to play in the NBA, all things considered. If I wanted to try to play elsewhere, maybe, but I was really set on trying to play college hoops. So I did it and I was like, you know what, this is a terrible life for me. This ain't healthy. This is not good. I'm in Buffalo. Sorry, Buffalo folks, but it's too cold up there. <laughs> and I left and there was just so much weight. And why I'm saying this is that like our prayer is communion with God. And we are so cognizant of the fact that we're frail, very limited people that suffer greatly. And it's like this is a passion of ours, like a literal suffering of ours that we enter into each day. And it's not good enough just to love it. Right. Like you have to cognizantly say like i will willingly suffer for this for something greater that hopefully can bring me to you lord or to my teammates right like did you feel that way right like at penn state or absolutely i I think for me it was towards the tail end of my career where i was always asking the question why (laughs) because in a matter of a two-year span i i tore my calf three times separated my quad and fully ruptured my bicep and that was at a time where to that date I had never really been injured. You know, you get hurt, always get hurt, especially in the game of football. You have to have a a clear distinction of injured or hurt. And I tell my guys that now, hey, I know you guys are, are, you're hurting, but you're not injured, right? When they're they're complaining in camp and it's a, and they're sore, you know, you're not injured. But when you get injured and you're not used to it, and, and, you know, I was very uncomfortable because I couldn't, my body wasn't performing like it once did. It wasn't acting like the muscles should. Um, the first time I tore my calf, it was something I've probably done since I was able to run. It was non-contact, and most of my injuries were non-contact. My last one was my only contact injury. Um, I was backpedaling, and I turned the sprint, and my calf just popped. And to me, it just felt like somebody kicked me, and then I walk into the training room, and I didn't walk normal for another six months. Mm. And that's when you, the doubt creeps in your mind. And then it happens again. The very first play, I come back, tear my calf again. And then the third time, I get a series in and it happens again. And you start to doubt. You start to ask why. And then prayer became that more important to me. Because at a time where I had no answer, I had to search scratch, claw, and literally ask God why. Especially in a time where and you don't ever want to, but show me why my body's not 
performing like it once did? Mm. Is it because of the amount of reps I've taken, the amount of beaten, or is that the sign to tell you, hey, it's time? And as I got older and I moved on from the game of actually playing, I really believe that was the sign from God to say, hey, you had a heck of a career. It's time to move on to bigger and better things. Yeah, kind of brings me back to what you guys were saying earlier about is it worth it? And I feel like it. the first thing that pops in my head was that Bible verse where Jesus says later you will understand. Like you might yeah. not understand mm-hmm. now why I'm having you go through all of this, but there's a bigger purpose. And for you guys, especially your bigger purpose is now it's your turn to kind of lead other athletes. And that's just really powerful to me. So thank you guys for for sharing those, especially like how it kind of came full circle for you, you know, starting with prayer and, and leading you all the way to, to where you are now. So continuing on the theme of lessons, what are some things that you kind of learned either on the field or in your faith mm-hmm. that impacted the other? So if you learned it oh, on okay. the field, how has it impacted your faith? And if you learned it in faith, how has it impacted you in your performance? I would say first thing that comes to mind is perseverance through prayer. Because yeah. <laughs> like yeah. prayer, <laughs> exercise and prayer, there are some days and I, I struggle with it. Like we're all walking these days. Mm-hmm. Like our principal, John Kaminsky, like he's inspired us all to get out and walk because we're all kind of like busy people. We're struggling to exercise the way we want. And John's just like, he's moving all the time. So he's getting like 20 K steps a day. So we're all trying to do, we got our watches. We're doing, I don't know where, where, where are you at right now? I'm at oh, I'm 68, well, 60. That's I'm pretty yeah, good. I, good. I woke up, I woke up and ran this morning. Did you? Oh, <laughs> man, you ran. I lifted for the first time in a while. I'm struggling today, man. Two <laughs> days in a row, sore, man. I was on the Harvey Taylor bridge this morning. Really? Oh, yeah. I like that. That's mm-hmm. cool, man. But, but like whether you're full-time working or you're an athlete exercise or trying to get up to go to a workout, it's stale. Your body hurts. You don't want to do it. You're not inspired. And prayer is like that as well at times. Right. And that's why we're told to persevere through prayer where it, you know, you're not levitating all the time. We're not in ecstasy fully when we're, you know, saying our Hail Marys or trying to commune with God. And it's at those moments where it's very easy to be, you know, like a prayer averse or working out averse, you know? So I, I definitely see that connection. Um, absolutely. And we try to, I at least try to bring that mentality every day to the classroom and to when I interact with our teams to be grateful for the opportunity, for the occasion of prayer, but then also for the occasion of practice, of a game, of wearing our stuff, because it is such a great opportunity to celebrate who you are. We've unfortunately run out of time, but if you'd like to hear the rest of this episode, you can listen to us anytime on Spotify under Candid Catholic Convos. Or you can download this episode from our website at hbgdiocese.org. Thank you so much for listening. Our goal at the Diocese of Harrisburg is to walk with you on your faith journey. So if this episode resonated with you in any way, the easiest way to show your appreciation is by sharing this program with your network or by leaving a review on your listening platform. You can also support us financially by making a donation online at hbgdiocese.org slash D-A-C and clicking the Make a Donation button. Thanks again, and we'll see you at church on Sunday.